5 p.m. You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And we're back with you here on The Punch Out. 11 19 20 p.m. Thursday, so don't forget tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we will be live on Breakthrough News tonight. On today's Punch Out, all sorts of things with you. We've got the Trump camp blaming Venezuela now for their election loss. Yep, they're going with whatever they can. More big pharma lies that are exposed. The Wayne County election drama we mentioned to you yesterday, ongoing. Well, not really ongoing, but still kind of going, so we'll touch on that. But before we get to any of those very important stories, we start with Congress. I don't know what I would have done if ice cream were not invented. I just wonder. I enjoy it. I like it better than anything else. That was your House Majority Leader, Nancy Pelosi, who is headed off on vacation talking about her love of ice cream, which I'm sure she will be indulging in as she relaxes there. Congressional members other than Nancy Pelosi are undoubtedly getting in the holiday spirit as they prepare to go on vacation next week. It also may resemble the sounds of the dreams of the 742,000 people who filed for unemployment as their real-life vacation plans slip away along with their income. Now, Congress is always off on Thanksgiving week, but you got to ask yourself this year, really? I mean, just honestly, really? you got a situation where there are 6.4 million people collecting state unemployment benefits. Another 4.4 million people are collecting benefits as part of a federal unemployment program, which, by the way, could end the day after Christmas. There are 7 to 11 people who live in a household where children didn't eat enough in the past seven days because the household couldn't afford it. The past seven days, nearly one in five adult renters, that's 13.4 million people, have reported that they live in a household that wasn't caught up on rent. And when you put those last two numbers together, you have more than four in 10 children living in rental housing that either aren't getting enough to eat or may be at risk of getting kicked out because their parents or caregivers are behind on rent. Yet Congress is going on vacation vacation. The reason why, of course, is that both parties have decided that, well, there's nothing we can do. There's no sort of stimulus that can be passed. They've just punted the ball to the incoming Biden administration, which, of course, will not come into office for two months. The two parties don't agree on a range of things from the size of the stimulus in and of itself and what it should contain, in particular issues around things like, say, state and local government funding. But, I mean, this is the crazy part. They have ceased even trying to work something out. According to reporting by Axios, there are zero negotiations going on. This is at a time where there's been a 52% increase in COVID-19 deaths over the past two weeks. And of course, the increase in the pandemic means more economic hardship from lockdowns to, of course, getting sick with COVID-19. And it's possible that next week's holiday could supercharge COVID-19 infections as people, including Congress, I guess, are going to be traveling all over the country. And that will lead to more lockdowns, more people getting sick, less work, less money for people. As the Financial Times put it recently, it certainly seems like we are entering the mass impoverishment phase of the pandemic. 
and Congress is going on vacation. 30 to 40 million people potentially facing eviction before Biden gets in office. And clearly, uh, they can't pass any sort of stimulus bill just the next day. And with Republicans and potentially some moderate Democrats not agreeing 100% to with whatever it is proposed, it could literally be February, even March, before there's any sort of relief at all for the tens of millions of people struggling to survive in every possible way. But Congress is going on vacation. <laughs> well, we told you yesterday about the issue with the Wayne County Canvassing Board almost failing to certify the vote total there over basically nothing. Well, the plot has, I, well, I don't know, it's sort of thickened here. The two Republican canvassers who originally did not want to certify the vote have now signed affidavits saying, well, they didn't want to do it, but they felt bullied into it. Uh, right, of course. Now it's important to note that this affidavit, this actually means nothing at all. They cannot actually rescind their votes. They ultimately just want to be on record as saying that they're rescinding their votes. And in fact, one of them actually got a call from President Trump uh, to thank her for her support. It's unclear if there's any sort of pressure there. But overall, this means nothing at all. But they just want to be on record taking this ridiculous position that somehow this election shouldn't have been certified when the issue, and, and as we both pointed out yesterday, there is actually no real issue here, and it can all be explained. But let's just say it is nefarious. We're talking about a few hundred votes out of 878,000 votes. So like 0.04% of all votes. There is no way at all that any of these controversies could do anything at all to change the election. But nevertheless, these people want to be on paper saying they refuse to certify the results. Uh, it tells you something there for sure. Uh, and they only wanted to decertify, really, quite frankly, Detroit, where Biden actually got fewer votes this year than Hillary Clinton, but not Livonia, which also had irregularities and is, of course, mostly white. So it gives you a sense of how racist this whole thing is in top of being ridiculous. The whole point is obviously just to cast a pall over the elections and for these two Wayne County canvassing board members or commissioners or whatever they're called to, I, I guess, send a signal to the rest of the Republicans that they're just as racist and just as into voter suppression. But unfortunately for them, none of this will matter. Trump has called Michigan lawmakers to the White House. Not 100% sure why. Not clear who exactly is going to be there. Not even clear if they can do anything about it, but there is some possibility of trying to appoint a different slate of electors. Don't think that's going to happen, but that's also out there as it concerns Michigan, where the Trump campaign has also pulled out a lawsuit. So they, 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 they have very little to stand on. It's a very, very thin read. But here you go. In Wayne County and elsewhere, they are throwing out the Hail Marys. <laughs> Now, if you're a regular Punch-Out! listener, you will remember how we were telling you that a key element of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines was developed by public money and research at the National Institute of Health, giving us even more evidence for how the claims of Big Pharma about why drug prices are so high that they have to pay the, for the research are completely false claims. Now, we've got more for you as it concerns Big Pharma lying about their profiteering. And this one today involves Amazon. Kind of. Amazon is launching an online pharmacy and delivery service. But the notable thing about this is that with an Amazon Prime prescription saving benefit, 
Jesus, this is where healthcare is going for you. The Amazon Prime prescription saving benefit. You can save member, the members of that will be able to save 80% off generic and 40% off of brand name medications when paying without insurance. Interestingly enough, this is sort of like GoodRx. I'm sure you've seen these ads all over the place with similar sorts of deals. The moral of the story is this. It's not about Amazon or GoodRx per se. It's that when you have monopoly power, you can negotiate with drug companies for lower prices. It's why it works this way for these big companies, the same way that it does for nations like Canada. It's exactly why Big Pharma is always on board with every campaign to fight against universal health care. They know if there is Medicare for all that the government will be able to put the screws to them and lower the cost of prescription drugs in a major way. In fact, just for you to know here, in Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All proposal, uh, there was a promise there, it seems certainly true to me, that you could cut prescription drug prices in half. At least. So whether it's Amazon or all the various companies behind GoodRx, they can negotiate with these big pharma companies for better prices. Uh, that already happens in general with all pharmacies. Uh, some big companies cut their own side deals and do the same thing. Ultimately, here's the issue. The prices of drugs are sky high because big pharma knows people need them to stay alive. So they jack up the prices so they can make a lot of money regardless of how many people it kills because they can't afford their product. <laughs> is the massive influence of communist money through Venezuela, Cuba, and likely China in the interference with our elections here in the United States. The Dominion voting systems, the Smartmatic technology software, and the software that goes in other computerized voting systems here as well, not just Dominion, were created in Venezuela at the direction of Hugo Chavez to make sure he never lost an election after one constitutional referendum came out the way he did not want it to come out. We have one very strong witness who has explained how it all works. He has seen it operate, and as soon as he saw the multiple states shut down the voting at the, on the night of the election, he knew the same thing was happening here that that was what had gone on. That was Sidney Powell, part of Trump's election legal team, former lawyer for Mike Flynn as well, claiming that Venezuela is responsible for the hack of the U.S. elections this year and changing votes to Biden. <laughs> I said they were throwing out the Hail Marys. Here we go. This is Doug Flutie-esque. The claim is all over the place. She is claiming that a company, Dominion, whose voting machines are used in some states, is tied to another company named Smartmatic that makes voting machines not used in any key states in America, but that are used in Venezuela, and that there's some sort of plot involving Smartmatic, which actually, by the way, hates the Venezuelan government and has made statements to that effect, but there's some plot between Smartmatic and Venezuela to export the Venezuelan election process to the U.S. election process and to steal votes, and they've got a defector who has signed an affidavit, just a random guy off the street, basically, who has signed an affidavit saying he has seen this fraud happen in Venezuela. I guess he's some sort of military officer. So, I mean, 
I don't even know where you start. Of course, the companies themselves are denying this. Uh, they say they don't use the same technology, that they are, in fact, competitors and that they would never be involved in this. Uh, and there's a deeper issue here that there are really no credible claims involving the underlying technology from Smartmatic being I mean, technically it could be hacked, but being used in Venezuela to falsify elections. In fact, according to the Associated Press, not Eugene Perrier, the Associated Press, all these claims of voter fraud using Smartmatic equipment in Venezuela are, quote, unsubstantiated. As I noted, Smartmatic themselves actually made some statements against the Venezuelan government, uh, but has never provided any real evidence. In 2013, that's the election at the Venezuelan defector that the Trump camp has unearthed here, claims there was fraud. Reuters noted that Enrique Capriles, the opposition candidate, could not in fact prove that there was fraud. There was an audit. There was no fraud. The 2017 election that Smartmatic made their claim, by the way, also just baseless. I have to say, I addressed this years ago, back then. If you go to Liberation News, August 5th of 2017, I wrote an article there about the, the Bolivarian uh, revolution and the broader uh, election process that was happening at that time. Totally debunked their claims, which were based on issues of voter turnout. So there are no credible claims in Venezuela that this was even used for fraud. It doesn't seem like this company was even involved in the key states in the election. There doesn't seem to be any evidence that this one company, Smartmatic, has any tie to the company that Dominion that they're claiming deleted or changed these votes from Trump to Biden. And again, the guy they have who's their character witness is basically just a dude off the street. But that is where the Trump campaign has gone, blaming Venezuela for hacking the U.S. elections with no evidence at all to claim that Trump won. Well, that's going to do it for us here today on The Punch-Out, but there's a lot more coming today from Breakthrough News. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Breakthrough Live is back. We've got Dr. Sharice Burden-Stelly. We've got Jackie Lukeman. We've got Chris Smalls. All sorts of fantastic people. We've also got you. We will be taking guest feedback all over the place, all across our social media, of course, at BT Newsroom tonight, 9.30 Eastern, Breakthrough Live. Be there or be square. That will do it for us. Us here today, though, on The Punch Out.